Hello everyone. This is Alex. For one last time in this first season. And this is because I've decided that this is going to be the last episode. And there are multiple reasons for that, that I'm happy to explain. The first one is that I think I've said everything that I have to say. I think what's important in the message that I have to send, that I want to send, what I think is important in that message has already been sent. And I can see the list of episodes that I have already published. And I see that we've covered everything that I think is important, everything that you need to know in order to be happier, in order to be more alive, more present. Because that's what we want. We want to be more present. Everyone wants to be more present, more alive. But some people don't know that, of course. And when we look into things with more attention, we start realizing that underneath our behavior, there's always one motivation, which is to be happy, to be at peace. Everything we do, whether we know it or not, we do it because we want to be at peace. The robber, the bank robber, is robbing the bank because in his mind, in her mind, they have made this assumption that if they get the money, they are going to be closer to happiness, closer to peace. That's why they do it, not because they are evil. And another example, very different, the person who is doing drugs, it's because when they are in that state of high, they are closer to something. They are out of their minds, we can say. And when you get out of your mind, that's a relief. (laughs) Because the mind is such a burden. When I drink a few beers, probably more than I should, I start having a sense of relief. Because my mind is not as heavy as it used to be. So, connecting the dots, we can say, What we want is happiness. And when we are outside of our minds, when we are not so constrained, it's like a prison, when we are not so constrained by our minds, we are happier. And when we find that, when we find the present moment, we can say, because that's what it comes down to. To be out of your mind means finding the present moment. You cannot be in the present moment, living it fully, inhabiting it fully, and be in your mind. We can say, when you are in the present moment, you're not thinking. When you are thinking, you are not present. And the goal of life is to balance these two dimensions. This dimension of presence, this capacity of presence that you have. Everyone has the capacity to be present, just not many people have found it. Why? Because all that they know, for most people, is thinking. The dimension of consciousness of thinking. We spoke about different states of consciousness, right? And we said you are when you're sleeping, you're dreaming. 
and there are two states dreamless sleep and then dreaming sleep and in the waking state there are two states too one is we can say thinking and the other one is presence being present so in order to find the happiness that we want that we're looking for through money through fame through more followers on social media through recognition I want to be seen I want to be important we do those things we seek fame because in our mind we think that fame is going to be to lead us to happiness but actually if we look into it from a different from a different perspective we actually realize that the very desire to be famous is in itself the source of your unhappiness the reason why you are unhappy is because you're disconnected from that dimension out of which happiness comes and why are you disconnected from it because you think it's elsewhere and you're putting all of your attention in that elsewhere place that doesn't exist and none of your attention is left for that place that does exist that is the only place that actually exists out of which happiness comes so if we learn to put our attention in the real thing that exists that's how we find happiness it comes out of the deeper dimension of consciousness happiness doesn't come from the outside you don't create it all you do is you open yourself to it you connect to it and what is it it is the present moment in the present moment there's a greater sense of depth that we can find if we pay attention and why we don't pay attention is because our mind is always distracting us so we can say the reason why we are unhappy is because our minds distract us distract our attention it's like pointing a laser beam near a cat i'm sure some of you out there have seen those clips on what happens when someone points a red dot laser near a cat the cat drops everything it is doing and focuses 100% of their attention to the red dot and that's precisely how our mind hypnotizes us it's very strong it's very stimulating that's why it takes effort not to be drawn completely by the mind and what we've done in this podcast is we've explored different paths to a same destination and the destination has always been the present moment i don't think we need more material more content more paths because that's what podcasting is all about generally to just produce more and more and more and more and get more and more followers and subscribers and that's not why i am doing this that's why i decided that this is enough for the first season and i say this because i've enjoyed this i want to keep doing this but right now i need to focus on something else probably and i've given you everything that i find important so far in my life reminds me of a painting that i did during the pandemic during the lockdown i started painting 
And uh, back then, my grandmother was living next door. So I approached her and I asked her if she could teach me how to paint and paint together. So I started painting and I painted a lot. When I get into something, I get into it very deeply. That's my personality, my character, I think, which I think is a form of discipline that can be misused, that can also hurt you. It's like a double-edged sword. But anyway, I painted a lot and one of the paintings that I did that I really like that came from a deeper place in myself, I think, because that was a time of a lot of reflection, a lot of inward movement in my life. There was this meme during the pandemic, or well, not not a meme, but maybe just a nice message that said, if you can't get out, go in. (laughs) And that was during lockdown, of course. And I think that's precisely what I did. But anyway, the painting shows a miner, a person who works underground in mines. And it shows the precise moment in which the miner is finding gold. It's interesting how I came to the idea to paint this is because that's what I was feeling. That's what I still feel. I feel as if I've found something very important, very precious. And why I did this is because I want to share it. I always picture myself a scene where a lot of people, a lot of miners are working together. And I am one of them. And we have this task to mine as much as possible, right? So how would I approach this? I would say, okay, you, Hector, you go there, you, Victor, go south, you, Sarah, go there, and I'll mine around here. And if someone finds something, they scream. And if we hear one person screaming, we go there and we start mining there, where we know there's gold. And then I picture myself finding it, finding the gold. Oh, is that gold? Well, I don't know, man. It's shining. I think it is gold. Yes, it is gold. I found it. Okay, what do I do now? We said we were going to scream if someone finds it. Okay, and I start screaming. I found it. Come. I didn't know gold was so bright. And I think that's what I'm doing here. I've said it in enough ways for me to be content with the message I've sent. So instead of giving you more and more and more and more and more content to the point that it becomes automatic, I've decided to stop for a few months. But that doesn't have to mean that this is the end. You can always listen to the podcast again. And I'm sure you're going to find it very helpful. If you go back to the first episodes and start again, I'm sure you're going to hear new things that you didn't know were there to start with the first time you listened to it. Life always goes in circles. But that's only from a two-dimensional perspective. It's like the solar system, the planets revolve around the sun. And if you look at it from a two-dimensional perspective, it looks as if they are going in circles. But when you look at it from a third, three-dimensional perspective, you realize it's a spiral. What I thought was a circle, it's a spiral. And that means, even though I'm coming back to the same place, It's not from the same depth. So if you listen to this podcast again, which is what I would recommend, really, 
And I laugh because when I hear myself say that, I get uncomfortable and feels like a stupid thing for me to say. But I'm trying my best not to take this podcast thing very personally. I don't want to create an enlarged self, an enlarged sense of self of myself just for having done it. So that's why it's difficult for me to say these things. But if I look at it objectively, it's always important to return to those things that have spoken to us in a special way. I think we humans, we are like radars. We have an internal radar, you know, a radar that's going in circles and all of a sudden there's a red dot. Tit. And you know, okay, that what I'm looking for is there. And we all have that. It's a spiritual one. It's not a physical one. It's a psychological, psycho-spiritual one. It's internal. It's not verbal. It's not thought-based. But it's feeling-based. It's a feeling when you spot something that's important. Tit, and there it is. Tit. And I know that's important. It's a feeling. It's intuition. And... If you've listened to this podcast all the way till this episode, I'm sure there's been plenty of moments of recognition, of knowing in your heart that something of what was said is true, is important to me. And I think our task is to hold on to those things. To go in that direction, to allow ourselves to be attracted by what our heart pulls toward. There's a quote. I have this small book of quotes. (laughs) It's funny because it's written in very small um, handwriting. And I have plenty of quotes, quotes here. That's why I always use so many quotes in our episodes. Because when I don't know what to say... I open it up, like right now, but well, this time is different because I got reminded of the quote. But anyway, it's a collection of quotes, and in the very first page, there's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that I think describes, puts in words, why I did this book to start with. And it says, make your own Bible, select and collect all the words and sentences that in all your readings have been to you like the blast of a trumpet. (laughs) And the result of that is this book of quotes that I have that I'm going to be sharing some of them with you today and in the future, I'm sure, too. But I encourage you to do the same. Whenever you feel in your heart that something is true, there's a sense of attraction to it. That's deep. It's quiet, but deep. So what we, what we want to do is to learn to trust it and learn to allow ourselves to be pulled in that direction. And this is what surrender is. When I surrender... We've spoken about it. I'll speak about it more in the next minutes. But when I surrender, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be passive. That I'm just going to sit in my couch and not do anything else. Because I've surrendered to the present moment. And I'm letting the moment be as it is without trying to control it. Right? That's the art. That's how we find happiness. When we... Learn to be present. And part of being present is raising your hands and saying, okay, wherever life you want to take me, I'll go there. It doesn't mean I'm going to sit in my couch, as you'll see if you do it, I'm sure. I don't know a single person that has practiced surrender and hasn't ended up in incredible places and incredible situations. But anyway, you're going to have to find that out for yourself. 
But when I surrender, I'm not passive. I am guided, I am used by a greater force, we can say. The present moment uses me when I surrender, when I throw my hands up in the air and say, okay, you start directing my life. I, not I, but you. Not I, but the greater force that exists. It's an intelligence that exists everywhere. How do you think the planets circle around the sun in a perfect way? How do you think your heartbeat works in a perfect way to keep you alive? How do you think that flowers, trees grow in a perfect way? How do you think that the water that's in the ocean gets distributed to the rest of the land by a mechanism of irrigation, the clouds? So what's needed in the land is in the water and it gets transported there through an incredible system of irrigation that we don't understand, that we could never possibly simulate. There's an intelligence behind all of that. And if you let go of what you want and what you think is so important and what you are so determined to get, if you let go of that, you will see that this incredible intelligence that orchestrates the irrigation of the planet is going to use you as well. The second reason why I decided this is the last episode is a more personal one that I'm happy to share. The thing is, I got married recently, seven weeks ago, to be precise. It's been beautiful, let me say that. But... The reason why I did this podcast, how I came to the decision to say, okay, I'm going to do it. I've had it in my mind for a long time. But as you know, I'm sure, because it's part of the condition of being human, it's difficult to do things. It's easy to think of the things I'm going to do, plan But when it comes to actually doing it, it's difficult to take the step to do it. And it was not until I got engaged, and this was a year ago, more or less. And that's the moment that I knew that if I didn't record the podcast then, before getting married, I was probably not going to do it at all, ever in my life. Because if I was struggling to get in action while I had time to myself, plenty of time and a lot of solitude, which I've valued a lot, if I was unable to do it then, I was going to be unable to do it in any other circumstance. And then I decided I have to do it because if not now, when? And that's something that the Buddha uh, preached, this thing, if not now, when? And the result of this is that I bought a microphone that I have here in front of me and I started speaking. And the rest is what's led us to this moment, which is still the now. But the only difference is that now I am married. (laughs) And even though I have married seven weeks ago, I told you, the episodes that I've released so far have all been recorded before I got married. So this is the first episode that I am recording while married 
in a project that I've decided I had to do before getting married. <laughs> Hence why I've decided, let this one be the last one. And what I want to do with you today is just go through what we've gone through. It's always been the same path. It always leads to the same place. And I just want to recap the path that we've taken so far, which has been incredible for me to direct. There's a story of a Zen master called Hakuin, and he lived in ancient Japan in a small village. And he was held in high regard by the rest of the villagers. They used to come to him for advice, for counseling, for spiritual teaching and problems, really. Then it happened that a teenage daughter of one of the neighbors became pregnant. When the disappointed parents inquired as to who the father was, she told them that the father was Hakuin, the Zen master next door. In great anger, the parents rush over to Hakuin to tell him with much shouting that their daughter had confessed that he was the father. All he replied was, is that so? The news of the scandal spread throughout the town and beyond, and Hakuin, the master, lost his reputation. But this didn't trouble him at all. Nobody came to see him, but he remained living his usual life. When the child was born, the parents brought the baby to Hakuin. Here you go, you are the father, so you look after him. And Hakuin just takes the child with loving care. Until one day, a year later, the teenage mother remorsefully confesses to her parents that the real father of the child was not Hakuin, the Zen master, but the teenage boy across the street. In great distress, the parents rushed to Hakuin to apologize and ask for forgiveness. We are really sorry. We have come to ask for forgiveness. Our daughter has confessed that you are not the father. Is that so? Is all that Hakuin replies. Yes, that is so. And not only do we want to ask for forgiveness, but we also want the baby back, please. We want to have her in the family. Is that so? Is all that Hakuin replies as he hands the baby over to them. When we inhabit the present moment, we can try it right now. We said one of the most powerful tools that you have in your possession is your body. Because by paying attention to your body, you can anchor yourself and return to the present moment. And how that happens is you take your attention and bring it back to your body. And you feel your body, your feet, making contact with the ground, your legs, still or moving, making contact with the chair, your stomach, your chest, expanding and contracting, moving alongside your breathing, and you feel your arms hanging, 
the weight of your arms being pulled by gravity. And you can also feel your hands and recognize that there's a sense of aliveness in them. And that sense of aliveness is in all of your body, runs through your body. When we are in touch with this, we are present. Presence is not a state of mind. It's not a mind state. It's a body state. When you are present, you are feeling your body. When you are not present, you couldn't care less that you have a body. You have no idea that you could ever possibly feel it in this kind of way. All you're doing is thinking about tomorrow and yesterday and how could that have happened? How could they have possibly treated me like they did? I'm never going to forgive them for that, actually. <laughs> or you're thinking about tomorrow. Oh God, I have to think about this and remember to say this and uh, the meeting I have on Monday. Oh my God, I have to prepare. And um, what am I going to do tomorrow? I have to have fun because it's Saturday and... <laughs> But the moment you're present, the moment you return to your body as you as we were doing, you start realizing that there is a depth to life that you didn't know existed. And why you didn't know existed is because you never cared to look. You were too distracted by your mind, by your desires, by what you want, your emotions. But the moment you make the single simplest effort to return to the present moment, there it is. And you cannot say what you found, but the radar, the alert in the radar goes beep. And you know, yes, I found it. It's a, you don't say that in your mind, you just feel it. It's a feeling of depth. That's what we call depth, inner depth. So when you are present, not only do you find the depth of the present moment, but you realize the depth of the present moment is the depth of yourself. You realize there's a dimension of depth, a place of depth in myself. We started and we're going to end this podcast with the same question. Are you in there? Are you in there? And after much reflection and maybe frustration, you're going to be frustrated at me and you're going to say, yes, I'm there. I'm there. Okay, good. That's all I wanted to remind you that you are there. And that there's a, a depth, a deeper dimension, something that's behind that you have forgotten. It's who you are. It's important that you remember it. It's crucial that you remember it. So the purpose of life is not to expand it. We think that we always need to expand our lives and get more and I need more money and I need a bigger house and I need a fancier car and I need better glasses, a new iPhone, more cars, more fame, more recognition, more likes, more reviews, more revenue. That's the wrong way. <laughs> In this game, Mario Kart, I'm sure you know it. If you're going the wrong way, <laughs> there's a funny icon, a cloud comes to your screen and it says wrong way, wrong way, turn around. <laughs> Whenever you want more things in the outside, that's when 
you should remember the sign wrong way. It's not out. It's not expansion. It's not aqua. It's not about outward expansion and outward growth. There is a purpose to growth. Yes, it will inevitably happen. Yes, life expands and then diminishes. It's going to happen. Then there is nothing wrong with it happening. But what's wrong is looking for the purpose of life, looking for happiness in the expansion movement. Thinking that only when I get this I am going to be fulfilled and happy. So I need to work very hard to get it. And I'm going to be miserable throughout the whole journey. But I know that when I get there, oh, then I'm going to be happy. <laughs> but if you've gotten there, there are people who have gotten everything they could think of. And then they weren't happy. And they realized I've completely misused my life. I work with end-of-life patients and I hear it all the time. I wish I would have worked less. I wish I would have had more time with my family. If we're looking for happiness outside, it's likely that we're gonna hurt ourselves. And outside means future. So we can say, when I look in the future for fulfillment, I'm going to hurt myself. It's the same. Because time and space are related. That's what Einstein proposed. Trying to control the future, this is in a poem in the Tao Te Ching, is like trying to take the master carpenter's place. When you handle the master carpenter's tools, chances are that you'll cut yourself. <laughs> The purpose of life is not in the future, but now. You can only find the purpose of life when you find the now, and then you find the depth of life, and you start being sustained by it. A happiness, a feeling of benevolence starts coming to you from within. And that's what we are all looking for. But it's important that we look for it in the proper place. The reason why you can't find the depth of yourself, the essence of who you are, is because your mind is making so much noise up there. It's distracting you. So the question then becomes, how can I silence my mind? How can I quiet my mind down? Because if my mind quiets down, then it's easier to get in touch with the present moment. Like we were saying about drugs and drinking. When you drink, your mind quiets down most of the time. Sometimes if you overdo it, of course, it gets louder and louder. But this doesn't mean that drinking and drugs are a, way, are, are a path, are a way to get there. No, of course not. It's actually the other way around. Drugs, or the same with the television. If I turn on the television, I'm going to think less because I'm going to be stimulated. But that's not the direction that we want to go, the direction that we need to go. That's backward steps. We are going to a state of consciousness before mind started, before cognitive capacities. That's the realm of the animal or the plant. They don't think because they, have, they haven't yet arrived at that stage of development where cognitive 
reasoning starts. And we need to be careful not to be dragged into that, into the vegetative state, (laughs) where there is no thought and there is peace because we have not yet arrived at mind. But the purpose is to transcend mind. And how we transcend it is by attention. And we stop thinking, not because we've fallen back towards sleep, but because we've fallen forward towards wakefulness, towards total attention, wakefulness, being there. Extricating our awareness from identification with our thoughts. That's what Ramdas preached. Extricating our awareness from identification with our thoughts. Taking a step back and realizing mind is there, but I am there too, listening to it. And although there is a state where I am there and mind is there, active, there is also a state where I am there and mind's not active. And then I realize there's a different dimension to who I am that's being. It's not content, it's being. If you close your eyes for a second, and we're going to do an, in, uh, an exercise. I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to just allow yourself to be immersed in what I'm going to tell you. Pretend that you have amnesia and you don't remember anything. You don't remember your name. You don't remember your gender. You don't remember where you are. You don't remember if you're married or not. You don't remember anything. If you're in that state, what do you know about yourself? If you're in the state of not remembering anything about yourself, what do you know about yourself? Some of you might say nothing, but that nothing is something. So you know there's a voice in your head that's saying nothing. Okay, yeah, good. What else do you know? You know that you are there, that you exist. Being, you are, I am. So if you don't remember anything about yourself, you can still be sure that you are. There's a being dimension that's underneath the content of your mind. And the content of your mind creates a story of you with the past and the future and hopes and dreams. And the beingness that you are identifies with it so strongly that it forgets that there's something more than it. There's a story of a guy called Moses and this Moses he goes to a mountain he was doing something this was in ancient Egypt and this guy Moses is walking in the mountain and all of a sudden he sees a burning bush and he looks at it and he finds something very interesting about this burning bush which is that the bush was not being consumed by the flames. So he is really interested in this, very curious, a bit surprised about this. 
and he starts paying attention to the bush that's not being consumed by the flames and all of a sudden he hears a voice that the bush is talking to him and saying, hey Moses, 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 I know that is you. And Moses is, gets a bit scared, I'm sure. But eventually he starts talking to the bush and the bush is very wise. It turns out the bush is the voice of God. And the bush is telling him, you know, you have to go there and free your people and then go to this other place and bring all of your people. And Moses says, me? I can't do that. I cannot leave my people. I don't have the capacities to do that. And the bush, God through the bush says, don't worry, don't worry, I'll be with you. And then, okay, the voice kind of convinces Moses that that is what he has to do. And then towards the end of the conversation, Moses asks, but who are you? Who are you telling me all of this? What's your name? And the voice says, I am the I am. I am the I am. What does it mean? It means that profound sense of depth, of being, of beingness, of I amness, we can say, that's underneath your mind, that is a divine part of who you are. It's the most profound part of who you are. And when you find it, you know that you can trust life. That you can, you don't have to be scared. There's a nice book called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. And it's really a nice book of caricatures. And in one part, the boy is riding the horse but it is very dark and they are going through the middle of a very deep forest and it's very dark and the boy confesses to the horse that he's very scared that he can't see anything and the horse replies and says don't be scared don't worry if you can't see much can you see your next step and the boy says yes I can Okay, just pay attention to that. That's all you need to be able to see. That's precisely what presence is. Living in the present moment be means being here for life. Paying more attention to your actions, to what you're doing, whether it is typing in the computer, talking on the phone, talking on Zoom, having a meeting, being with your family, being with your daughter, with your wife, eating. Do everything as attentively as possible. Be sensitive to your life, sensitive to what comes. Learn to step out of your mind and back into the present moment, back into your senses, back into your body. That's what a surrendered life is. When you live like that, you will learn that your mind doesn't know what it's talking about. And that's how the mind naturally quiets down. So, how to calm your mind? It's not so much about meditation, about, for about forceful practices of quietness and sitting down. It's more about paying attention, being there for life and allowing life to live you, to be guided by life. Let it be, as the song goes. And when you let it be, you start seeing the foolishness of your mind, the foolishness of your anxieties, of your planning about the future. When you learn to let be, you realize there's a voice talking in my mind, yes, but I don't have to pay so much attention to it. It's not as serious as I thought it was. 
And I think that is the secret of life. That there is something deeper than your mind. And the purpose of your life is to find it. And you have the capacities to do just that. Before we finish with one last story that I have in my mind, I just want to take a minute to thank you for having listened to this podcast. To thank you for having spent your time, your valuable present moment, listening to my voice and listening to this content that I've produced um, with the aim of just helping people out there that are ready to hear the message that I think I have to say. So thank you so much. Thank you for your support. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and turn on the notification settings so that you are notified whenever the next season is released. Please continue to support us. How you can do that is uh, by giving the podcast a review. That helps a lot by... Um, sharing it with other people that you think might benefit from listening to it that helps too you can also support it financially there's a link in the description but I think the best way in which you can show your support is by taking the lessons that you are taking with you seriously and by putting them into practice and by making effort to live a more present life. That's the best way in which you can support not only the podcast, but anyone around you. I think that the crisis that we are living on planet Earth at this very precise minute, the solution to it starts internally. The solution to it starts with you. If you change, then you're going to be able to orchestrate, to influence other people to change too. And I think that's where we need to start. There is a Chinese proverb that's coming to my mind. It's as follows. If there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. If there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. If there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. If there is order in the nation, there will be peace in the world. <laughs>